there, and welcome to the Kingdom Sexuality Podcast. We're Paris and Alana, friends who have a heart for intimacy and long to uncover God's truth and design for sexual freedom within marriage. Welcome here. Alana and I are going to have a really fun conversation with you today, and we're literally just going to chat about healthy sexual habits. We felt like this would be really good to just do as a casual conversation because, I mean, a lot of good things come out of just talking, right? So mm-hmm. this is not staged. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Good. So, like, Alana, when you think about it, I really like, this is actually, I should give, we should give credit here. One of our followers suggested this topic and we're like, oh, (laughs) that is so good. Like, yes, talk about that. So like, when we think about it, like Alana, like what are some healthy sexual habits that just come to your brain? Like just even from personal experience for you and Jeff, like you guys, we've each been married like eight years, both of us in our marriages. So in your eight years of massive experience and tremendous wisdom. (laughs) We need to hear it. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Healthy sexual habits. Um, If I were to say like the first thing that comes to my mind, it would be to um, probably try and have sex often. I agree. Like, I think that's just, yeah, I think it's just, it just is a good habit. And we've said it before, but it's like, you know, it's the more you do it, the better you get at it. And it's like, Oh, totally. Right. So I feel like that's just a good way to start. It's like, just to talk about it, like healthy sexual habits probably also include communication and talking about it and, and stuff. But to have that conversation around how often do we want to have sex and that stuff. And I think that's, I think that's a good place to start. What about you? What would you say? I agree on that, like, big time. I think that's probably one of the first things, like, if I was to pick the top three healthy sexual habits, that would be definitely in the top three. Mm-hmm. I read a quote. Actually, I shouldn't say a quote. We were reading, we were reading sheet music the other day, Neil and I were. And the author made a really good point, and it just hit me so hard. And he's like, you know, the more you have sex with your spouse – the better you become it, become at it. You just said that. But he said, sex, we get sex, we get sex. He's like, the more you have it, the more you desire it. It also mm. just breathes into your lives that desire, which is huge, you know? And I think a lot of us will immediately default to contributing, not having maybe a strong libido or like a lot of sexual desire for our spouse because of X, Y, and Z. And we'll immediately like default to what's wrong with me, yada, yada, yada. But I think a lot of the times it's being weary, you know, as us, as women, like we're moms, we are, we are busy with businesses and just keeping a house and whatever extra things are demanded on us. Like mamas and, and wives have a full plate. Like we honestly do. And I would say like weariness is honestly the bottom line. And so if we're feeling weary, we're not in the mood for sex, and it will just be kind of slid under the bed for a little while till we kind of muster that up or we're having a really awesome day and we're feeling close with our spouse. We're like, yeah, it's been, it's been a while. Like we need to make love. And then we fall into that again. And yeah. I think weariness is just such a thief. 
of intimacy. Mm. So if we make it a priority to just have that conversation, like you said, with your spouse, how often should we be making love? What feels good for you? This is what I think feels good with me. Let's like make a plan and let's just very much look forward to this and implement this as just that a habit, right? Mm -hmm. I love that. Wow. I really, I really love how you said that weariness is a thief. And I think it's so true. And I think it can so easily become like a, what's the word? Like an excuse? Yeah. 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 It can become an excuse. And another thing too, I remember when we were like newly married or maybe a couple years in even, I remember wondering like how often do other people have sex? How often do, how often are you supposed yes. to? Yes. Yes. Because <laughs> I don't remember. <laughs> and no one, no one talks about it. No one told me before I got married. Like I didn't ask either, but yeah. I, I don't know. I just maybe assumed we would just, I, I don't know. I don't even know if I had any sort of plan in my head, but mm-hmm. it was so interesting. I think one day I saw it somewhere. It's like, this is how often I was like, are you kidding me? Like, that seems ridiculous. It's like, oh, <laughs> oops. Oh my gosh, that's hilarious. But, yeah, it's interesting. It's an important thing to take into factor. Like, I know, like, for Neil and I personally, like, every three days, if we are going beyond that, like, we can even just feel like the whole physical tension, sexual tension, spiritual tension. Like, I think it's so important to keep going back to remembering that. You know, being very intimate with your spouse is also an act of spiritual warfare. We've covered this in the past Mm -hmm. because that is eliminating the enemy from getting in, you know, like getting those temptations in. When you are one with your spouse, you are just owning your authority in your home and in your marriage and in your life. And just it's God blesses that, right? Yeah. That's just so huge. So. Yeah, definitely have that conversation. It's a big one to have. Communication is huge, right? Like going back to like if I was to pick top three things, definitely be – have an open, honest line of communication all the time. Mm -hmm. Really really embedding that into your marriage, like being able to communicate well and thoroughly and prioritize it. Obviously, like having – having sex often is huge and then on a spiritual aspect is praying over it and really educating yourselves you know spiritually on what has god created in intimacy to be you know like neil and i are always looking at the next amazing book we can read together and educate ourselves on and share with others because, you know, this is a community of, there's all of us. How many people, you know, are in this realm where we're just like, I don't know who to talk to. I don't know where to look. I feel really lost. Like, that's why God created this ministry here. Yeah. You know, so we're right? Like, with different books, there's so many amazing, like, sermons and pastors online that tackle, like, um, so many amazing parts of the scriptures. Like, even looking at Ruth, you know, Books of the Bible that you may not think talk mm. specifically about intimacy, like Song of Solomon does. Like, there is so many things on an intimate level that are all, like, sprinkled throughout Scripture. So it's so important to continue, like, even in your daily devotions and time with Jesus. And even as a couple, like, discussing these things or looking into these things, studying these things. Because it all, in turn, affects your marriage and, and your wedding bed. 
Yeah, for sure. And I like how you were mentioning about being honest with each other because Mm -hmm. I was looking, so I was like thinking about this episode and I was like, okay, well, let's see, like what, like I was like, if I Google it, like what is it going to tell me, you know, makes a healthy sex life? Like what's, what are like healthy habits, you know? And, and something that kept showing up was just how couples who aren't honest about each other, about like what they do and don't enjoy in the bedroom are more likely to feel dissatisfied. Yeah. So it was like, so tell each other if your libido is lagging or if you're having trouble getting to orgasm and like, let your partner know too, if you feel self-conscious or what makes you uncomfortable. So it was just, I found it really cool that, you know, even like WebMD or whatever it was could just was, they also were like, you got to talk about it. It's not just the Christians that need to talk about it. It's like, it's, it's so interesting that this is across the board. Oh, absolutely. It's so recognized because it's, it's pivotal to any kind of growth in any area of life, right? If if there's no communication, then things fall apart very, very quickly, very quickly. It doesn't matter what it is, like your marriage, your job, like it don't matter, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's huge. Um, You just kind of jogged my mind there too, Alana, when you were mentioning like communicating things, like if if you're having a hard time with your libido, if you're having a hard time with orgasming, like that's another huge point is make it a normal part of conversation and education and action. You're married to learn about each other's turns on turn ons and, and things that turn you off. Mm-hmm. Right. Like it's so important to actively engage in those conversations and then implement those things when you're making love. Like, yeah. You know, even just understanding anatomy and your erogenous zones, that's huge. And so many of us, like, going to marriage, I knew nothing. <laughs> I was like, what? I don't know what that word means. Like, what is that? Is that somewhere on my body? I don't know. Right? Like, it's so important to sit down, carve time out of your day to invest in your marriage every single day. And whatever that looks like for you guys, whether it's learning, like, your different erogenous zones, it's learning about turn-ons and turn-offs, it's learning about maybe insecurities in the bedroom, whatever it is, setting aside time to pray over each other every single day, even specific to your sex life. That's huge. Yeah. Yeah, I think often it's something that's so easily forgotten is to to pray over your sex life and mm-hmm. but like how fantastic <laughs> is it to to actually do yes. that, hey? So good. Yes. And it I think is. too like, mm-hmm. even having those conversations about what turns you on and what you like can can initiate um just some adventuring too. And variety and change and in like the normal routine, which I think is also a really healthy thing to try and switch things up. It's like, sometimes it's so tricky to try a new position and it can be so frustrating when Mm -hmm. you do the same stuff all the time and it works. So it's like, well, why do I want to switch it up? But then, because if we try something different, then maybe it's not going to be comfortable or blah, blah, blah. But then, I don't know, then you get in like this rhythm and routine of just doing the same thing, same thing, but it turns into a rut, right? It absolutely does because you know what to expect. Like it's huge to keep the fire alive in your marriage bed. And that definitely one way you can do that 
is really looking into pursuing variety and learning, educating yourselves on different positions and different techniques and like really taking that information and implementing it. That's so huge because sexual ruts is a real thing. Mm-hmm. Oh, for sure. Yeah. There's been so many times where you're like, you just kind of like Google it. Okay. You know, like what can I do or what's, how do you get out of a rut or whatever. Right. But I mean, it's, it's hard because it's like, well, okay, well, I don't want to just do with what, you know, okay, we'll watch porn together or, you know, like all what the world would throw at you. Like, I don't know, but yeah. And so it's like, well, okay, how can I do this in a way that's honoring God? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. And I think like going back to prayer, that's our biggest weapon that we have, you know, to draw on as believers is asking people to pray for you too. Mm. Like no matter where you are at in your life, sexually in your marriage, like for us not to be bringing this forth to our close friends and to our prayer warriors and asking for help, you're actually honestly doing yourself a disservice because prayer is so powerful and having the faith and going out and asking for prayer covered over you guys and you guys even praying over yourself, do it. Like, don't not do it. Yeah. Yeah. And especially I feel like during those, um, like we get messages all the time about, you know, pregnancy, yeah. postpartum, those stages too. So if you think That's about those stages. Into big struggles yeah. there. Cause like, what do you do sexually when you're having a very hard time or when you cannot? Totally. Exactly. So I think especially to having someone to lift you up in that time and just cover you, even when you are maybe even in that season where you can't be intimate, but just that someone's covering you and, you know, for when you can again, right? So even that just, yeah. And getting very, again, like we talked about including variety and getting exploratory, you know, with with your spouse. Like when you're pregnant and going through postpartum, there's so many factors that come into play where sex is definitely not an option for some of those seasons. And it's huge. Like, have you guys looked into like really intentionally bringing pleasure to each other without having sex? Is that something that you've implemented that you've learned the techniques of together, right? Like it's so huge because you never know when those are going to come into play. And like we said, variety is huge for keeping us out of sexual ruts. Yeah. And another thing that comes to mind too, when you were talking about, um, you know, when you're not actually able to have sex, but there's like other things you can do. It even makes me think of that whole, um, like melt massage stuff too, that now we've got on our website. But how fun would it be even for your husband to like know how to kind of, I mean, I don't know how it works with pregnancy, so maybe it's different there, but you know, the postpartum, you know, you're sore, you're hunched over, breastfeeding all the time, but like that's something he could do to just bless you and like fill you up. Like, oh, what a treat would that be, right? Yes. And I like that. I really like that you just mentioned that because not all sexual habits are created out of having sex. It's also intimate habits and emotionally present habits and and mentally present habits, right? Like, implementing these things, just showing up and serving each other out of love, that goes a very long way. If you can learn to meet each other's needs and just be a servant-hearted lover, I mean, that just leads to a world of good in every area of your life. 
something too, when I was thinking about, you know, what sex would look like, you know, if it was like a healthy habit or, you know, what are healthy sexual habits? And I was thinking of making sex a priority and, you know, how maybe you have to have sex like all the time or way more often. And then I was like, okay, well maybe, you know, people feel pressure. Like I instantly am like, Oh, okay, shoot. I gotta be having this more. So I gotta, you know, work it into my routine. So it's like, okay, every Sunday, <laughs> you know, things like that. But, but that's not, that's not how it should be. So I think there's a difference between, you know, making it a priority and making it something that's rigid in your schedule. Mm -hmm. So I think it's really healthy all around, um, not only for your like expectations and things like that, but just leave room for flexibility because we all know like hormones change, libido changes, bodies changes, you know, your stage of life changes. Everything is changing, right? So I think to just be flexible and not put so much pressure on yourself to try and make this fantastic, perfect orgasm every time, you know, I don't know. Realistic pressure on it. Yeah. Keep bringing it back to the intimacy of it all. Hmm. Like, is this blessing both of us? Is this filling both of us? Because that's what matters. If we're getting so honed in on have to do this, have to do that, and it becomes a chore, and it becomes this, and it becomes, you know, just a burden on ourselves because we've just made this grand schedule, these grand expectations sexually, and it's impossible to meet them. Like, that's doing a lot of disservice to ourselves, too. And I think probably all of us have been there and done that and realized mm-hmm. that, right? Like, we have to take seasons of life very much into the equation and just yeah. keeps going back to communication keep communicating <laughs> it with your spouse right like how are you feeling right now we're in the middle of this you know we're due to have our baby in two months like we should really sit down and talk about how we're gonna make things work and kind of work around this next little bit do you have expectations how are you feeling what needs need met like all of that stuff it's huge to take all of it back to communication seasons of life that's very much a determining factor Yeah. And I think too, it might be even that, I mean, healthy sexual habits look different for everybody. Yeah. And I mean, and everybody's different. Like maybe they've got a husband that, you know, is away for parts of the the year or there's long distance and stuff. And it's like, well, how do we, how do we figure this in and how do we factor this out? And, you know, I think just give yourself a lot of grace to just navigate it as best you can and prayerfully and just with a lot of open communication because we're all just we're all just trying to do our best we're all trying to figure it out we're all on this journey so you're not alone absolutely hey friends thank you so much for hanging out with us as we dive deeper into meaningful godly intimacy tackle the hard questions and embrace truth while we're at it we're also on instagram at kingdom sexuality You'll find our Instagram handle below in the show notes, where you'll also see any other resource links we may have mentioned in today's episode. As always, our hearts are to cultivate deep community and freedom with you guys. And we cannot wait to continue this journey alongside you. We'll see you in the next episode.